changing the theme song and stuff, you know, kind of a stupid, kind of a cool quirk of our cast. That's short for podcast. It's actually stupid. I think most people would tell you, you should just pick one thing and stick with it forever so that people identify with it and get used to it and like it. Yeah. Well, change is good. Wow. That's really what they say. That's inspiring, man. That really is. (laughs) Honestly, that's really cool. Um, so you can check that out over at, at, what's the, what's the fucking ad of it? I'm, I'm sure they don't have, just like we don't have our good at, they don't have a good one either over there. So I'm, it's all out of context. YKS is what it is. Oh, okay. So they actually got the perfect one. Great. Hey, good for them. Better than ours. They got your Kickstarter sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Your Kickstarter sucks too. (laughs) Um, Mike, this has been a weird day uh, for me today, I will tell you, because um, because for something we're doing for the Go Off King stream at some point this week, you know, we have some stuff over there which are like, uh, it's it's they have a thing on Twitch. If you don't know about Twitch, uh, one of the ways that partners at Twitch can make a little extra cashola is they can do these bounties, right? And it's essentially like an advertisement, right? So they send you the game, you play the game or whatever. And all you have to do is just not say this game sucks. That's basically the only rule that they have for you when you do that that yeah. system. Uh, we got we got one that we're gonna do uh, this week at some point um, where it's it's Final Fantasy Seven. So you know Final Fantasy this is like one of your games, right? Yeah, I liked the uh, Final Fantasy Seven and Eight, not so much any of the other ones. Yeah, but yeah. The only one I ever played was Tactics. Yeah. So this will be new for me. That was was popular. Everybody, people, a lot of people like that one. I couldn't get into it. I thought it was kind of, uh, kind of shitty and stupid. I thought it was maybe the worst one that they ever did. That's a great example of the stuff you cannot say in these types of situations. But (laughs) anyways, so part of it for whatever reason is that I have to drink Mountain Dew gamer fuel on it. (laughs) And these are these. You seriously have to do that? Yeah. These are these big fucking cans of just like rocket juice that they send you. That's so good. Are you going to like pour it into like a uh, wine glass or something? I guess I will. Yeah. I'm, although I'm seriously concerned about doing it at night and I'll, I'll fucking tell you why. Because as we've said before on the show, as I've said before, you actually haven't had any hand in saying that I'm not drinking coffee anymore. It'd be weird for you to say. I I, yeah. I haven't had coffee in a long time just because I don't care. I don't get anything out of it. It makes no difference to me. I can cut anything out of my life. It, I don't care. So um, I have not been doing that. And I have not been having like diet soda or energy drinks, any other kind of shit either. And I fucking had one of these Mountain Dews this morning. I was like, yeah. I felt like a fucking cartoon character. I, I don't know what happened to me, man. I felt like those little, little wind up uh, mouths that just like... <laughs> You know, like like hopping across the floor with their little teeth chattering. That's what I felt like all morning after drinking one of these fucking things. That's the X. That's the X factor that uh, the the dew brings to the table. That's I, the X factor. I guess it is, man. It just makes you feel like you're going nuts. But it was also on an empty stomach. I didn't have anything to eat. I drank ninety milligrams of caffeine. Um, zero sugar, folks. So don't worry. Everything's still on track. You know. Um. It's totally okay to have 24 fluid ounces of Mountain Dew because there's no sugar in it, so that's fine. But it was <laughs> it gives like, you energy that you need for the day to start your day. I think the flavor is like psychotic raspberry or something, and that's what I've been. 
That's what that's the first thing I put in my body. No water even. That was the first thing I put in my body this morning. So I I feel I felt fucking weird all day long. And uh it made me think about this this guy and in fact our our coffee friend Matt uh who sends in emails every now and then just giving us an update on his coffee situation, which is frequently just Byzantine, in, you know. Incomprehensible, yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't know what the deal is. The setup looks like a goddamn uh, nutty professor or something. <laughs> All these goddamn beakers and tubes he's sending in. Yeah, he's he's got... Yeah, it's really weird. He looks like that guy, the guy who's famous on YouTube for doing the Rube Goldberg devices where he, like, uh, has a bite of pie and then it cuts his hair or whatever. <laughs> that's what this guy's... That's what this guy Matt's coffee setup is. So he'll send us something every now and then. And he sent us something here from uh, our friend Dan Ozzy. On Twitter, music writer, he's got a sub stack there, and he was talking about uh, this Jerry Saltz character who, earlier in the month, I think we had a we had a brief respite from thinking about the bullshit to looking at this guy's weird coffee setup. Did you remember uh, seeing this when it happened? No. Okay. Well, give me something other than no. Say no, I was busy, I was climbing a I big was, rock. Uh, why would I say I was climbing a rock? I don't know anything, rock. do anything. Uh, I didn't actually see it because, as you know, I was uh, doing my second tour in Iraq um, at that time. Was so. that April 3rd of this year was when you were in Iraq? <laughs> it's April 3rd. I just got back. It's uh, crazy over there. Wow. Okay. There's a McDonald's. That's actually really awesome. Uh, love Mickey D's. Uh, this. But the food's all different. It's like they got cactus burger. Oh, no. That sucks. It'll blow your wig. Fun to try, but maybe not to yeah live with <laughs> on your, uh, when you're trying to go to work. This so this guy Jerry Saltz, I think I believe he's an art critic of some renown. Um, oh, that's uh, okay. I remember what you're talking about now. The guy who uh, yeah he he went to go, he was like I just did a coffee run. Yeah. And he, t- he took a picture of his uh, car, and there were like uh, several to go cups of coffee, and it was like. Just make your own coffee. Yeah, there was or... five, ten. Uh, there's so there's like eighteen large cups of gas station coffee. That he says he's gonna venti. Yeah, he's gonna take and put in the fridge. And apparently, this is a habit of this guy. It's not just for this. It's not just for yeah. this situation. He's done this before. He, he puts it into the. He, he puts. He, he does. He does them. He's put a dozen large coffees into his fridge before and taken a picture of it and posted it. Yeah, but that's that's goblin behavior because you could just get a uh, a large thing, you know, like they have a uh, Dundee Donuts, <laughs> right? Yes, uh, the the big jugs that they have. They should just get that. But no, he's got like uh, several precariously placed coffee cups uh, in his car. And if he goes over a fucking pothole, it's right. Game over. He. He, so so Dan talked to or uh, Dan let's see he found an interview with Jerry Saltz rather um, and uh, he's so this is some of the stuff that Jerry Saltz has said about breakfast or coffee in the past he says and what's interesting to me is I often will post a picture of it and these people people these days go batshit because they want to drink artisanal coffees or they tell me I should use special blends or special machines I explained to them that I don't have those machines and I wouldn't know how the hell they work in the first place because I've never had an assistant or anybody show me. I don't have the time. I want my coffee. 
I don't have the time. <laughs> My time is simply too precious to learn how to make a cup of instant uh, Folgers coffee or what have you. It's uh, I can't. I simply can't be bothered. I'm criticizing art. <sighs> he says he goes on, and that's how we do it. I buy a bunch of Seven Eleven double gulp cups. And we wash and reuse them. And the tops and the straws, everyone yells at me for using too much plastic jerry. They're the same cups we've used, you know, for a couple of years. And every morning I fill them up with ice and a little bit of milk, a little bit of coffee, a little bit of water, and sweet and low in stevia. Insert straw. Drink. That's the ritual. Water. These are like big time, like, New York Times writers that are living like this. That's so weird to me. Like you said, it's goblin stuff. This goblin behavior. I don't know. Maybe something I do is goblin to him. Maybe I'm trying to think of something I do that's weird. Everything I do is normal, so I can't think of anything, I guess. Yeah, I can't. I'm pretty basically perfect, so I'm trying to think here, trying to rack my brain. What could be weird that I do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So I something? sometimes sometimes I follow people home and I look at them through their uh, window and see what they do. I, it's not like weird not watch them undress or anything. Just see, just watch them uh, watch TV or make food or okay. use the calculator or something, you know? And then you leave and you go by and you get one cup of coffee. You don't take 18 of them home and put them in the <laughs> fridge. I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, everybody's got quirks, but Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. That guy must just be fucking, I mean, he must be bouncing off the walls or is it to the point? I think actually what doesn't it happen where if you're so, if you're so addicted to coffee, to the caffeine in the coffee that actually, if you don't have it, you just feel like shit. You don't actually feel good when you drink it. You just actually feel bad when you don't. Right. It's like anything else. Right. Yeah. Probably like anything else. I think this guy's just a bored rich guy though. And he's fucking stupid. So I think that's his, his problem. Yeah. Well, luckily, there's not a lot of those guys ruining the world at all times, <laughs> or else we'd be in big trouble. Did you see they announced a Corona t- uh, task force uh, panel, and the guys are on it are all like the lecherous fucking, like one of the guys is like Count Dooku or something. I saw that Dooku was on there, and I was like, oh my god, he's got the weird little lightsaber thing. Uh, it's like, why doesn't he just have a normal one? And next, next to him is like the president of money. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> Honestly, fuck that guy. Uh, just fucking ghouls. I love it. I do feel like we're in good hands though with those guys, you know, um, because even if they get a little bit out of line, I saw that one of the guys on the board is Mr. Bean. So I think maybe yeah. Mr. Bean. Light. Yeah, he's gonna be like, okay, you know. Hey, I, Mr. Bean does doesn't have a evil bone in his body, and I, I am I. If you have a differing opinion on that, I well, I welcome you to come challenge me face to face because that's that's not even a, a for debate. It's actually not. Uh, it's low key a fact. Um, you know, you, you talk about you talk about all these guys in their big tall chair, the chairs that are too tall on the back. They're very very tall, which is an evil type of chair to sit in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're like, well, how can we do the most worst things in the world? You know, and then uh, yep. they look over at Mr. Bean. He's got he's got the economy on his head. And they're like, oh, my God, this is yeah. why you're here. Or he's uh, sitting backwards in the chair like, I can't see anybody. Right. Where'd you guys go? I mean, he obviously doesn't talk, but 
you get it. You get it because just of the gyrations and everything. It's so funny. And he's a funny guy and he's got a good heart. So, you know, I think we'll probably be okay. Um, I don't know. I just I guess I'm an optimist by nature. Um, so let's give an update on an old Kickstarter mic. This is the micro ice maker from episode 34. Oh. Episode 34, a blast from the past. That was, uh, was that the first time we had a document? No, it wasn't. It was, uh, we've had them a long time. This is from uh, episode 34, uh, the micro ice maker. I don't know if you remember it. It was the thing that it was like the size of like a little heat sink. Um, and it made four ice cubes. Oh, uh, yeah. In, in, in like, what was it, like nine minutes or something? <laughs> like that? Okay. Yeah, I remember this. The P- Pico ice maker. Why does it say micro and Pico? Is it, oh, is there multiple different ones? I think so, yeah. Nano, Pico, uh, Micro. Yeah, unfortunately, they removed the headphone jack. Love that. Well, a lot of people will. I'm dead serious. I love that joke, and I'd like to purchase it from you. How much would you per- How much would you sell it to me for? Let's negotiate this off air. I don't want people <laughs> listening to get the wrong idea about how much my jokes cost, because they're actually pretty <laughs> expensive. Um well, what happened with this one, Mike? What did what did this ice dynamics? What did they do over here, huh? Uh, the let's see, I'm reading the last update. Uh, last update here is from the president of the company, Ice Dynamics. Okay, it's from his wife. His body was found floating face down in a river. Okay, uh, he was shot and killed dozens of times. I mean, shot dozens of times. He was killed one time little typo here the lady put not me well she's grieving <laughs> so i mean that that makes a lot of sense from her perspective well that's uh okay so when we talked about it uh it had uh what did it what did it have did we know what it was when we talked about it um 1500 bucks 1500 of the 25k goal now and it ended with uh 3k right didn't go that far but he says uh they said when they suspended, we regret to have to cancel our project and we apologize. We learned a lot during our first campaign and we will be back in the first months of next year. The project will be better detailed. We will be able to deliver all the options and a four ice cubes maker will be born. Wow. So lofty, lofty goals. Really Let's shooting see for they, the stars. And did they, <laughs> did they fulfill their, uh. No, they did not. No, they didn't. They actually they didn't, tucked they didn't their tail and ran away forever. And you know yeah. what? That's actually good. It's actually good That's that great. that happened, that someone got to them and said, hey, you don't have to do this. It's actually okay that you don't do this. The internal semiconductor to guarantee an IP67 is unfortunately very expensive. We did not quite understand your last question. How long can the machine stay on? So he's answering questions about... Uh, Oh, how to keep the electronics waterproof in such a small housing? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I've kind s- of a kind of a dumb, dumb project, huh? The classic problem of uh, how to how to keep electronics away from water. You know, we're still sort of fighting that battle every day. You know, I my iPhone seven died when I uh, dropped it in the toilet, um, and I guess that's the way a lot of these things are going to go out. A lot of these things are just going to get dunked in the toilet, and that's uh, that's all she wrote. Goes to the landfill after that. Too bad. Straight from the toilet to the landfill is what, how it uh, works in your head. 
Uh, well, I fished it out, uh, and I put in some rice, and I ate the rice later. Uh, but yeah, then after that, <laughs> a big dump truck came by, and I tossed it in. <laughs> All right, well, that was that was whatever that was. Now it's time to do whatever <clears throat> the next thing is, and it's called the six-pack. Hey. Welcome to the motherfucking six pack. That theme is by Craig Dickman. It's an alternate version. It's a little bit longer. Is it indulgent to use the longer version? Perhaps, you know, but this is, this is our show and we'll do whatever the bleep we want. <laughs> That's Sorry, it. A, little, a little delayed. That's okay. Uh, Mike, why don't I do the first one here? Since uh, you're kind of slow over there pushing all the buttons. Let's right. do. Uh, Let's, what do you got? What do you got for us? I got here, something good. Huh? It's called the Godino Show, aka Godino, also known as Godino. Hard to say, really, because this whole thing's a fucking mess. To be honest with you, um, it says in these difficult times when the pandemic forces us to stay home for our safety, this project offers you fun songs that can make your task easier with the kids. Space exclamation mark. Perfect. The Godino Show offers songs that are both educational and entertaining. We worked hard for these songs to be as pleasant to the parents' ears as to the children's ears. In the current context, where children are stuck inside the house, you will especially appreciate this last aspect. Mm-hmm. Now, who's Godino? Right? Everyone's saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, the main character is Godino, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> Godino is a yellow ninja dinosaur. Duh! You know, uh, from his clumsiness, so he's a clumsy yellow ninja dinosaur, comes a lot of adventures. Go means language in Japanese. Didn't fact check that. This seems like a lot already. Yeah. Uh, this is part of the inspiration for the name of our character. The other part, you probably guessed it, comes from the word dinosaur. Oh. Yeah. Some fucking idiot saying, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so it says they were in Japan for a while, then they came back to Canada um, and they can't sing or draw, so then they hired some people who could do that for them. Um, and what they came up with was this uh, yellow, uh, this yellow dinosaur with an orange belly. He's wearing sneakers. He has a gi on that is just covering his top half. Um, so he is nude uh, below the waist. Um, there's a puppet. Nice. That's real nice. Yeah, I mean for the kids, right? Uh, so then there's the whole Godino family here. Mike, can you try to help me identify some of these? Yeah, I got you. You got the Triceratops, obviously. You have the Velociraptor, who's addressed as like a, a, a like an Asian grandma. Yeah, with the bun. The the, um, the Triceratops is dressed as a Yakuza, right? Yeah, it looks like a Yakuza guy. Okay. Um, Brontosaurus guy is dressed like a train conductor, Japanese train conductor. Yep. Um, I don't know what that other guy is. The, the sumo wrestler. The, the sumo wrestler guy is the one um, that's the dinosaur with the the big rock on the end of its tail. 
Well, that's an ankylosaurus, but I don't think it is. I think it's something else. Or maybe, it, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Look at the tail. There's no rock on the tail. You can't see the tail. It's behind the brontosaurus train conductor. You would you would see, if you were an artist yeah. depicting an ankylosaurus, you would put the, a bigger rock and make it more prominent. Yeah. If this I was an lazy. artist, I wouldn't be drawing this bullshit right here. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I would, actually, yeah. And then you've got, uh, the, the other one is a schoolgirl, but it looks like a tiny stegosaurus. I don't really know what it is. JF, not attracted to it. Not at all? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The good thing about this, though, is that all of the rewards are COVID-19 approved, which, of course, kind of makes it seem like they are working with COVID-19. Um <laughs> So that's a strange way of putting that. And of course, these are English teachers. So that is, that's odd. Um, Godino is a hairy dinosaur who likes to sing and dance. So why don't we let him do what he does best? Sing and dance. And here's a taste. A rainbow over there so high so beautiful in the sky Walking on, jumping on the rainbow, rainbow. We'll walk on red, then run on orange. We'll jump on yellow, then stop on green. We'll walk on blue, then run on indigo. Jump on violet, then start to sing again. Got a rain. I mean, folks, doesn't get much better from there. It's a real piece of trash. Would your kids, would your kids watch this? No, no, they would not. They'd be very bored by this. We watched Trolls Two this weekend, Mike. The continuation of the fabulous storyline from Trolls One. Oh my God, I'm so far behind. I haven't even, I haven't even watched Trolls One. Well, have you heard the soundtrack? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, you're not completely worthless then. <laughs> um, the Trolls Two, Trolls Two does sort of the same thing on a on a big ass budget, which is like. Let's make some songs that kids will uh, like and parents can tolerate hearing. Um, and then we can do some like colorful doodles to like, uh, it, you know, misdirect everyone's attention for a small amount of time. And, you know, that probably that movie probably cost, I don't know, 100 million bucks or whatever the fuck. And it's not going to make any money because everyone's uh, buying it for $20 on iTunes um, instead of going to the movie theater. Um and it sucked. It sucked big ass, and I didn't like watching it. And I was very bored by it. And this is a version of that that cost uh, $10 total. So you can understand the dip in quality is maybe... It's just really it's just really rough to see. Um, I'm going to play another song here. On the way to a new adventure Some 
I just this is the, this is like uh this is the the uh the what am I trying to say here the the automatically generated YouTube shit that you can get just by searching like kids song on YouTube. Yeah. It's like this is a this is a project. This is a student project. I wrote a software that could like take a little pig and make him dance around the screen to the ABC song. And I've looped it for eight hours so you can put your kid in front of the TV and just walk away and just, like, go smoke or something. Um, and then we'll flash some messages to your kid. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, that's what this is. And this is about being happy and rainbows and stuff. Well, that's nice, huh? We could always... We could all... Hey, JF, you know, this time in the world, we could all use a little bit of sunshine and maybe a couple of rainbows as well. Yeah. I guess you're right. The problem I had with the Trolls movie is none of the Trolls were sexy. <laughs> Can I say that? Is there, were the Trolls children? Let me look it up. The trolls, are they children or are they okay to sexualize in a joke? Enter. They are, um, I would say they are young adults. So I think you're in the clear. Mike, I think as long as you're okay with sexualizing an 18-year-old, I think you should be fine making that joke about the Trolls. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> so that kind of, eject, that, eject. That kind of makes you think a little bit. Uh, for one dollar, guys, you can get twenty children's songs. Um, and this is just a classic lesson in devaluing your own art. Um, even if your shit sucks, you have to get more than one twentieth of a dollar for a song. You, you can't, you can't take home five cents for a song. I think you are... Yeah, unless you're an artist on Spotify. It's kind of a topical... Uh, oh my god, that actually is a good slam and actually a clever rebuttal to my argument. Um, I'm folding up like a cheap tent, Mike. <laughs> um, here you go, guys. Uh, that's actually that's actually only reserved for people who lost their job. Um, so if you, want, if you want the full 10, but you do still have a job, you're going to have to send $8. God. And some, it says also some coloring drawings to keep your kids busy. And then maybe some other surprises. This shit fucking creeps me out. I'm not, I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, but they did easily uh, reach their $71 goal. Which. All right. That's strange, huh? I don't know what that is. 94 bucks pledged of $71. Four backers, 10 days to go. I don't know what this is like. I don't know what this is, so. That sucks to me, and it's kind of weird. Creepy. That was the Godino show. I love it. You like it, too? I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, JF, let me take the reins here from you. Let me pick up those reins here. Toss me those reins. There you go. Hey, don't tell... Uh, what yes. is this? What is it? Yes. What is it? Uh, yes. Hang on. Yes. Let me look it up really quick. Rains in Africa song. Toto. Yeah, don't tell Toto. Tell Toto. Yeah. Man, Toto slapped. Come on, gang. What's up? Toto, what are they doing right now? Let me Google that. What's Toto doing? Sleeping in the, on the, what's her name's bed. Yeah. The, uh, Lady Wizard of Oz. The, yeah, you're right. Oh, it looks like they quit. Uh, Toto quit doing music. No! In October. <sighs> Wow. Right before the pandemic hit. What did they what did they know and when did they know it? Well it says he was in Minneapolis in October. He says 
He was drinking coffee on the phone. Um, he says, you know, man, I'm looking at a hotel window at a bunch of high-rise buildings. I can be anywhere on planet Earth right now. It's downtown in a big city. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. That's some good-ass shit. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> kind of a slam on Minneapolis, I guess. <laughs> Minneapolis, you got too many buildings, you fucking losers. Nice tall buildings, says the guy from Toto. Whatever happened to huts? I don't know. Could be. Big hut guy. Yeah, Pizza Hut. What? I think you got one to do now. I got something called Shadow Band. It's one man performance opening the conversation about the stories we tell ourselves. Now, I've watched this and read this one and looked at it. Uh, Crossway, every every which way, JF. I've looked at this sucker and I can't. Tell it high. I can't tell hide nor hair ha- tail from it. Yeah, hide nor hide nor hair hair of it. Tail's good though. <laughs> Written during the opening days of the COVID pandemic in the U.S., Michael Shoeman. That sounds like a fake name. You just made it up. Michael Shoeman. Uh, Michael is my first name, and my last name. You ask. <laughs> Shoe man <laughs> starts expressing his thoughts on Facebook while penning a one man performance under the working title 90 minutes. Michael Schumann starts expressing his thoughts on Facebook while penning a one man performance under the working title 90 minutes. Imagine being Facebook friends with this guy, huh? Fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Not Loser. clear what that sentence even means. Mute, muting this guy, unfollowing this guy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. If I were if I were friends with this guy, my name would probably be uh, Daniel uh, Rug on the Floor guy. Yes. <laughs> he continues to co-create the script with his friends online under the belief that his posts are being quote shadow banned from public viewing. Is is it is he talking in the third person or is he talking about the play that he's talking about? And is he the Anyone's guy in guess. the play or is he the author of the is thing? Is he t- talking about just something that happened? <sighs> Michael has economic theories which examine how cultivating emotional intelligence and understanding the ma- machinations of social engineering might potentially decentralize world banking and reverse the global deficit effect. Word salad. This guy. Yeah. That's not even the good kind of salad. It's not. The chef salad is the good one. Or maybe goat goat cheese. You know what I like? I like a chopped salad. That's nice. Or wedge. Wedge is really good. What about about Caesar? I'll eat a Caesar, too. It's not my favorite, but I'll eat it. Hail Caesar is what I say when I see one coming through. Do you see that movie? Everybody laughs, you know. Yeah, I saw I, I was referencing the movie. And everybody in the restaurant, when I say it, they know I'm referencing the movie, too. Everyone's like, oh, that's like my f- uh, fifth favorite. Uh, fuck. <laughs> George Clooney is in that. Yeah. They Wait, say. He's in a lot of them, though. That doesn't really. that's That barely yeah. passes as pop culture knowledge among uh, restaurant patrons, I feel, these days. The first version of the Shadow Band script may be viewed free of charge at the following link. I'm clicking on it. Yeah, you gotta click on it. Scrolling down here, scrolling down. Mm. It's very long. Can I get some smaller text on this? Some some light gray text on a white background. Who's the Who's the genius who did this one? Huh? Yeah, 
almost I would say almost too much spacing between the sentences and the paragraphs, but <laughs> but but they settled at a pretty good amount. Not fucking MLA format either. Uh this, or whatever. This the bio on this guy is kind of cool. Um Michael Schumann wears many hats in his community. Our friend Greg. Michael Schumann wears many hats. I'm going crazy. <laughs> you're supposed to be the shoe guy. You're starting to think you're uh you're 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 hallucinating this, huh? This fucking exa- this is so funny. Michael Schumann wore many hats. Like a perfect opening for the story that he's fucking saying. Really but good. He's not saying the story. This is his real life. Or is it? Hard to say. Uh, here's a brief list of some of the roles he plays. Innovator of rever- reverse market mechanics to create a service and education market economy. You know, sometimes you can just say like sales associate or whatever, but sometimes you got to... <laughs> Go big wig on him there. He's also what's the fu- what's the fucking deal? Just get to the goddamn point of it. Well, he's got Quit a lot jacking of jacking me off here. He wears many know? hats. He's also the secretary and board member of the Phoenixville area time bank. Okay, and as, <laughs> as if that weren't enough, he's the administrator for the Karmic Margin Call project, serving artists, teachers, entrepreneurs, and service providers, as well as the drama teacher for the Montessori school system. You know. Nanny for three boys, including his own son. At that point, I would just say father. Just yeah, not really a job. Yeah, this guy's got a lot going on. Devoted husband, personal trainer, uh, drama theater teacher, life coach, rogue counselor, director, producer. This guy, hey, you know what? He said he wore many hats, and I thought that he was writing a check that his hats couldn't cash. And how wrong I yeah. was. Yeah. Um, no, I just dropped my golf ball. Um, so should we, uh, should we play this video here? Sure. This should clear everything up. Okay, good. Very annoying to start a video with that beep. Because social media is suppressing the message. Shadow Band is a one-man performance that was created because the information we need to change this entire paradigm is not available online. Changing this entire paradigm really is just a matter of observing one accounting technique. One accounting technique and we've created an equal partnership economy. We're talking about economic equality. We're talking about cultural understanding. So that's the easy part. Now the hard part is understanding the depth of the social engineering that is deployed to keep us in competition with each other, to keep us from not talking, from not communicating, from not speaking our truths. Social media is such a powerful tool that if it were used correctly, if it were used to enhance emotional intelligence and collaboration, we would have created an equal partnership economy years ago. But it's not used for that purpose. It's used to keep us divided, to keep... You really just wind this guy up and watch him go, huh? I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? I, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I don't have no. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. I have no clue. It doesn't help that he's got two of his own face on the video at the same time. I, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah, I'm like a dog. I don't know where to look. Which side of the video? He's fucking. There's two of them. Just this guy for says. The um, I clicked on this guy's shit. I clicked on his shit. Yeah. I'm over here clicking his shit. Yeah, he can't do he can't do nothing about it. No, he probably likes it. 
this domain, I clicked on his website, one of his websites. This domain is the future site of the Karmic Margin Call Project, a publicly owned proprietorship implementing reverse market mechanics to redirect wealth into specialized partnerships. What the fuck are you talking about? That would really suck to be the kind of guy who has like set up his life where he's got like four or five phrases that he has to say. Like I have a million different answers for anything you ask me. (laughs) And that's why people think that I'm knowledgeable about something. That's very good. That is awesome. Well, for a dollar, you get to look at the thing he did, which is what I guess it's a video. I don't know what the fuck it is. A performance, he says. What do you do for work? I'm a rogue counselor, and I redirect partnerships to uh, proprietorships. Ah, it's all about it's all about liquidity and uh, LLCs. Interesting uh, business. That's fascinating. Ac- acumen and what have you. Mm, I myself, I work at the mall, so we sort of we <laughs> freshen so- your cigar. <laughs> <laughs> for twenty five bucks, you become a creative partner. Uh, you can have access to all future live stream performances with an option to participate in two by two workshops online. Uh, which, of course, allows sponsoring members to learn about emotionally intelligent dialogue with each other and about personal alchemy, uh, artist creativity as fire, teacher knowledge as air, provider structure as earth. Am I, should I even continue? Because I feel like we all know this already. Um, lover yeah. and emotional awareness is water, obviously. So, Boy, that's sad. Uh, that's really sad to me to, for whatever reason, believe that there is a there is a truth in the universe that you can understand if you simply go to enough seminars. You will unlock your potential. <sighs> That's so cool. Because right now my potential is like locked. I need to find the key. You know, like in a game, sometimes they'll have a door that's locked and you go, oh, I know. I'll find Become the key. your true self. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Mike... Let's do, wait, did that make any money? One of 2,500, 2, no, okay. No, we're good. One dollar? We're good One dollar or 25? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, one dollar is better than zero dollars, you know? That's true. That actually reminds me a lot of sort of the, the Joe Biden argument that people are getting themselves into right now, which is, yeah, yeah, he's a big piece of shit and he sucks and nothing good will happen, but check this shit out. The other guy's also a big piece of shit. Ah. <laughs> Aha, I see. That's that's exactly the $1 is better than $0 argument. <laughs> oh, and by the way, oh, is the difference between $0 and $1 not big enough to you? Nice privilege. Like, yeah, I guess. I guess I guess he'd rather have $0. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, no, I wouldn't rather have $0. I'm just not going anywhere to get the $1. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not driving across town to get $1. <laughs> Especially because there's like a 50-50 chance that when I get there, the dollar is gone. Like, it's just, it's yeah. $0. It's anyway, it's still zero. So it's like, what the fuck am I doing this shit for? You're going to be mad at me? Psychotic. All right. That's my stump speech. All the Goodest Puppers is up next, Mike. All the Goodest Puppers. A card game about adorable doggos who all just want to be friends and bury bones in the yard together. And I just saw the number go up on this fucking thing, so it's working. (laughs) I saw saw how much it had earlier, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, This is a game. This is a game created by a, you know, a generally... A p- prolific game creator um, 
Asmati Games. Looks like this is... I mean, this is like as serious a project as I think you can actually do on Kickstarter for board games. This is not some act-together dumbass bullshit. This is like somebody's real job to make board games. So in that sense, I respect it. Um, 96 backed. So this person is like backing board games on here. And 21 created. They've created 21 projects on Kickstarter. Um, so they you know they want people to have fun. They, they, they got all these games and whatever, you know. I have um I feel like I've been drafted a little bit into the board game wars uh lately just because my kids are like looking for stuff to do and you know I think we talked about this on the one of the recent mailbag episodes on the Patreon uh, on YKS Premium we uh I was sent uh among some of the stuff that we got sent uh from Daniel a game called Ice Cool which is like this little this is like this is the exact type of perfect game for me because there's not a bunch of fucking cards that you have to like keep track of. There's not like points or some kind of system you have to buy into and the rules are whatever. And in fact, is there math? Uh there is, but here's the cool part. Is it there's an app that you can uh play along with and basically yeah. whenever something happens, you just put it in on the app and it tells you what happens next. So that's what's up. At the very end, there's like, a math portion. Like being told what to do. Yeah, you just put you just punch in the numbers at the end that you have, and it tells you who won. So it's fucking perfect. So if your kids are like, "Oh, I won," you just show them the phone. They're like, "Oh," because uh, they believe the phone more than they believe dad, which is fine. Yeah, you gonna argue with the YouTube machine? Right. I think so. <laughs> so, but it's cool. Like it's basically just flicking a penguin like across a board. So there's like this one mechanic which is physical. You just actually flick the penguin, uh, and that's so much better to me than rolling a die and then seeing what it adds up to and then checking a chart and all this other crap. Um, so I've done, I'm, you know, board games and me, I think we're getting along. Okay. And, and, and even dogs and me are getting along. Okay. You know, I'm looking at my dogs and we are, you know, we're going on walks as a family around the neighborhood and my dogs are yard dogs. They go in the, the backyard. We've got a fence. They just go around there. They go crazy. They come in. That's it. But then I, I've been taking them on walks with us lately. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can kind of see the normal life of someone who like walks their dog and the dog behaves well and they go, you're a good boy and they give him a treat or whatever. That's actually kind of, that's kind of cool. So I'm as close as I'm ever going to get to a guy who's like, I want to get a board game called All the Goodest Puppers. And yet still, I feel like barfing <laughs> when I look at this. So I don't think it's ever going to be for me. Um, a card game about adorable doggos who all just want to be friends and very first off yeah. all doggos would not be friends with each other they, they i mean there's the intricacies of each breed's personalities myriad i mean let's not kid ourselves here let's yeah let's break it down what are what are some uh breed personality traits that you know of uh a pomeranian will never shut the fuck up true that's one that's true um big huge dogs like to fart okay actually you do know a lot about puppers and doggos so i know a lot a little bit about dogs jf i went to college for a couple of years and studied dog behavior oh my god so. imagine how much money a college would make for that shit ah <laughs> uh, okay let's play this video do you like cute doggos we sure do so we set out on a quest to make the best possible card game containing these petably perfect pupperinos. All the Good is Puppers is a game for two to God. four players where you'll collect a yard full of pups, and those pups will bury piles of tasty bones 
It's family-friendly and easy to learn, but with enough strategy to make you think. About how cute these puppers are. I don't... I don't know why people started talking like this, but I don't like it. I don't like it. It's infantilizing for the dogs, you know? Uh, one of the comments on here says, Absolutely love the look of this game, and any puppers are good puppers. Quick question, any Newfoundlands in this game? I've got a goofy Newfie, and they're definitely an underrepresented breed. This one, And the answer is, uh, no. I'm Private Pile sitting on the toilet right now, about ready to fucking just... <laughs> In a world of shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the, truth, the truth is is that there is something wrong with us for not liking this. But that doesn't change the fact that I do not like it. Um, it's, uh, boy, just, just say it's a dog. You know, just say it's a uh, Do you even, you could make this game and not make it the weird language, right? Yeah, but then you wouldn't sell it to Facebook yeah. people. So... Okay, four days ago, Chris, the creator, posts, uh, most comment sections are about the game, but in this case, we encourage, nay, demand, that people post <laughs> stories about cute dogs. In a rare bonus exemption, comments entirely in dog language are also accepted. Bark, bark, bork, wolf is good commentary and is strongly encouraged. Uh, Josh Moore follows up with a barkety, bark, bark, two nips and a wolf. And these people are just like... Soup brain, motherfucker. These are the ones that you hope are wearing a mask when they go to the fucking grocery store with you, you know. And they're just walking around going, Mark, Mark, woof, woof. Oh God. Let's get some let's get some quotes from the, the team behind this the, the artist says uh Carrie really wishes she can have a pupper, but she is away from home too much. Some of these cards were painted with love for previous puppers. Many or may pupper love permeate this deck that's cute and there's another one from uh who is it doesn't say doesn't say he's an artist is this an artist is this another artist abu Bakr al baghdadi is that how you say the yeah name? I, I think that's i think that loves drawing puppers i think that's something else <laughs> mike for uh for a couple of bucks over here look it's uh seven bucks you can just that's like a cheaper way to get the game if you uh are broke so this is, I guess, a theme that people are going to start doing on Kickstarter now. If you can't afford to, to pay full freight, you know, you can uh, you can come in at a lower level and we'll give you the same shit anyways. Uh, seven bucks there. Fourteen bucks is the full price of the game. Uh, for 44 bucks, you get four copies of the game. Um, and then uh, also with that comes a big dose of shame when you have to give your friend something that <laughs> says this and you're like, I can't remember. Does my friend like talking like a baby or wait, which one? You know, you got to decide which of your friends <laughs> is your baby friend. Oh, that's, the, that's the kind of weird one who talks like a fucking baby all the time. We're not, we're not, I'm sorry. He called, he called, cornered me and asked why we haven't hung out in a while. And he's coming over tonight. I'm yeah. sorry. He's bringing his fucking dumb ass game. And I, I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this truly would suck. This really would suck. Um, I wouldn't want to do this one. I'm sorry. And this is why I don't get invited to stuff. I mean, that's the truth of it. I don't think that's the only reason. No, of course not. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, if I gave... Stink. If I gave off energy... I don't stink. If I gave off... I do right now, but most of the time I don't. If I gave off energy of, like, I'm willing to play the goodest puppers card game, 
and and people thought like I had a big dick. Like I think those are probably like the only two, if you if that's what you're putting off out into the world, I think you would get invited to parties and stuff, right? I don't get invited to play games uh like these twee card games and parties because I'm just uh weirdly competitive about it like i'll get up in people's faces and say like that's not your bubber that's my pupper you don't deserve to boop his snoot that's that's my snoot right well and i'll you, just end up fighting people you know you get really bad when it comes to the zoomies round it's like jesus christ yeah i'm about to have some fucking zoomies up in here if yeah. you don't give me some respect 88 or whatever bucks uh, 10,000 bucks, 431 backers, 16 days to go. This one's a fucking shoe-in. Um, we should buy it and play it. That's all I gotta hey, say Hey, don't tell Michael Shoe Man. He'll fucking, you know. He'll I don't know. like it, hate it, not sure. Inconclusive. JF, there, I got a card game for you called Presidents versus Trump. A fun-filled 30-minute card game. Presidents versus Trump. Presidents versus Trump is an action-packed fun-filled card game the american presidents from george washington put to barack obama barack hussein obama oh no Uh oh (laughs) michael has a certain (laughs) never that (laughs) uh so offended by trump yeah that they that they've all come back together to kick him out of the oval office but while the portal to the past was open, a rogues gallery of villains from American history, from Benedict Arnold to Bull Connor, have come back to defend Trump. The battle for the honor of the American presidency is on. I mean, this is sort of the... We don't have to get into this too much because it's... What are you exhaling for? You hate history or what? Well, I, first of all, I do fucking hate history. It sucks. <laughs> Because I want to repeat that shit. Ago. Yeah, um, I don't actually know what was it that Benedict Arnold did that was bad. He uh, he was talking to the same girl as uh, George Washington, I think, and they got ratted out. He found out. Oh my god! Benedict Arnold is the guy who all those hypotheticals uh, that say you come home and your girl's friend is in your living room wearing this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? He's the one that all those uh, hypotheticals are about, so we kind of know what he's he got did. His hair all powdered up. He's wearing like a full military outfit for some reason. It's like Jesus, are you going to a fucking parade or something? What are you doing? <laughs> then he clapped the cheeks. Um, I don't know. I can't figure out what he did. He looks like he betrayed the army, which you know the army's so great. I guess that would be bad if he did that. Um, yeah. And it takes Arnold was an American military officer so stick that in your hat well yeah we know that much that's pretty good uh he defected he, uh, to the british in 1780 yep yep so what the, who cares well the british are our enemies and they still are today i just can't i can't imagine caring about that um oh no if he didn't do that i wouldn't be alive well I guess. Big whoop, you know. What do I care? I'm ready. I'm ready to go at a moment. I'm like the the uh, guys in the in di- in the heat uh, diner scene. I'm ready yeah. to fucking. I'm right here. Notice. Take me. <laughs> Take me now. Um, but this is cool. So I guess the sort of the fun thought experiment here is 
If all the presidents from the past knew what Trump was doing today, they'd be so mad they'd kick his little patoot out of the Oval Office. And so, mm-hmm. so they look at Trump. I'm genuinely trying to figure this out. I'm not trying to be contrarian. I'm genuinely trying to figure this out. What is it that people think that the presidents would would hate about Trump? Because if you're going this far back, there's no longer the the simple dichotomy of democrat republican because that's sort of how you get people riled up now is you're like oh you're a democrat well that guy's a republican and they're like you know but yeah it's not you wouldn't have that george washington would take a look at it and say he doesn't have enough slaves yeah (laughs) that's why just sitting down all these guys and going hey you know what uh by the way uh teddy roosevelt uh donald trump is a racist he's like oh okay cool Oh, yeah, so am I. We all were. That's good. <laughs> That's actually good, you know? Or d- telling telling George Bush, hey, man, this fucking guy is using his office to enrich himself and his friends. And George Bush is like... Ah. That's a damn shame. How'd he do it? <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, how stupid do you have to be? I guess you have to be exactly as stupid as everyone in the country, so that's fine. Um, but these guys, Mike... I don't even know yeah. if they could take Trump. I don't think he could either. He's got a big ass. He's got a low center of gravity, I think. If you tried to I think if you caught him off guard, you could definitely do it. But if he saw you coming, there's no way you could push him over or anything like that. Donald Trump just just backing down John Adams in the post. Yeah. Taking With him to the big fucking ass. rack. <laughs> Put your Boxing big ass on him, Donald. <laughs> Boxing Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Nathan Hale, Martin Luther King, uh, Alexander Hamilton, Susan B. Anthony, Wyatt Earp. These are just uh, some of the exciting uh, guys that will be in the expansion. Patriots versus Trump. Frederick Douglass is waiting to have a word with him. Frederick Douglass is going to say, come on, man. You know, with all that stuff. Yeah. So Wise up. Bull Connor was the iron fist of the Jim Crow regime, it says here. So I guess. Yeah. So then the, the presidents from that era will come back to life and they'll look over at him and go, oh, hey. Oh, it's you. This is awkward as hell. Huh? Are we on opposite <laughs> sides this time? <laughs> That's weird. Uh, just the fucking racist Avengers coming out. Oh my God, that sucks so fucking bad. But I'm sure the game is fun. <laughs> see what the video says about funness. Hey everybody, I'm Greg Forster and I'm a board game geek, a politics geek, a history geek, and an American presidency geek. All right, that's all I want to hear from that fucking guy. Very wise, Sorry. wise to cut me off before I, I started on my big racist Avengers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that could have very wise of you to do that. That could have gone bad. Yeah, um, they're always also doing something where they're like print off our cards and play it at home or whatever. Yeah, pay us money. You said all these guys are doing it. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. They are. So ten it says ten bucks print and play. Then you get all the all the goals. So okay, so if they make a bunch of money, you get the extras, which is you know what we should do? We should transcribe our podcast and say, if you want to print it out for $5, you can. Do you know how fucking expensive it would be to transcribe the podcast? <laughs> it would be, like, outrageously expensive. It would probably be $10,000 to transcribe one what's, episode of the show. What's Zeke doing? 
<laughs> can have Zeke do it. Come on, Zeke. Can you do this for us, please? How long would that Come fucking... On, I think that Zeke. would... That would probably take like a week, wouldn't it, to fucking do all this shit? All of our little, uh, making sure you get the right number of H's in there when we like scratch our nose. An hour, an hour of footage. I did, I did transcription before. An hour of footage okay. would probably be, I want to say, I don't remember how long it would take. Okay. I forget. Well, that's okay. In fact, that long pause there is actually kind of a relief for whoever we hire to do this because they're like, oh, my God, there's five seconds. I didn't have to do anything. Um, well, that's that's a shame, Mike. Uh, how much did this one get or is getting? Uh, this one had, uh, at the time of writing, it had $457. And out of the $5,000 goal, 22 backers, 24 days to go. It, uh, 20, 22 backers, 24 days to go. I don't think that's going to make it $457. I would be inclined to agree with you, Mike. I don't think so. Let's do the last one for me. Uh, this is called Fit Work. Lose weight while you work. Feel great. Be more productive and lose weight without realizing you're exercising with this new workstation mike this is jf we could all stand to lose a few pounds around our midsection (laughs) sure and we're all sitting in front of the computer now more than ever with this crazy thing going on out there working from home yeah hardly working from home just fucking on auto play with this nonsense this is not your typical under the desk type of thing though okay This is actually a lot more involved than maybe you realize because what this is as a system is a treadmill. It's a standing desk. It's a standing desk as well. It's also sitting. What is that? A step machine, rowing machine? What is that? Yeah, I'm inclined to call it like an elliptical or like a I mean, it's it's bike pedals. So it just depends on, I guess, how you look at it. But it's it's that elliptical motion that you would see on like a pedaling machine. Um Plus a chair that like sits on the that hover hovers over the built-in treadmill station. Yeah, it's kind of mounted on an arm, a swivel arm yeah. on the side of the treadmill, so you can transition from a sitting, working out setup to a standing desk treadmill setup. Yeah. So, which is like, I mean, yeah. is that good? Is that good? That's an interesting question. Let's 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 read about this guy a little bit. The inventor here, Brian. He says, "I've always had a creative mind. I've invented 19 different products over the past 34 years." So that right away tells you that we are in the the area of the uh, the chronic inventor. We've talked about this type of guy before. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's the type of guy who goes out in his garage and like develops this uh, insanely complex solution to a problem that only he has. Um, he says, I'm a graphic designer if you look at my schooling, but I've started, run, and sold many different businesses over the years. When I see a need, I figure out a way to fill it. If it has enough potential, I design a business around it and produce it. In all honesty, not all of them have been successful, but they've all led to my success, meaning I've learned something new from each venture and have incorporated that experience into the next business. I mean, that is just, that's fucking awesome. He says, one fun example of one such failure that led to a success was when I was working on service projects in Africa. We were building schools, libraries, wells, etc., and remote villages. I noticed in one particular region that they had lots of coconut trees. Nothing gets past this guy. Uh, (laughs) To make a long story short, we built machines that didn't require electricity and would allow the local villagers to extract coconut oil from the coconuts. 
During one of our earlier and largest shipments of oil, the locals missed a crucial step in filtering the oil. Uh, so they were put on a raft and sent out to sea. Just kidding. Uh, we hadn't realized it till it made it to the U.S. It was completely inedible. I thought I had just lost about $80,000 and had to find a way to destroy all of this oil. Thankfully, I came up with a better idea and created a whole new product line of lotions, shampoos, and conditioners that have been extremely successful since. Okay, so that's interesting. So it kind of made it sound at first like he had figured out a way to help people with essentially zero technology produce yeah. a good for their local economy. But what actually happened was <laughs> he developed a workforce uh, for presumably fair market rates. Um, I mean, it, that helps people too. It's giving people jobs. It's what a lot of these socialists don't realize. It's yeah. like we're, they're job creators, and you know, I find a lot of people without electricity are like, uh, no, no, no. I would just actually just the job is fine. That's all I need. Yeah. So kudos to him for, for that. Yeah. Um, the fit work though is, is a real, it seems like a real marvel of engineering here and it's, it's a real beast and, and there's no way I guess to know how good the pedals feel or how sturdy the bar is that's holding up. I mean, it's a single cantilevered bar that's holding up your entire body weight, um, over a treadmill, which seems precarious to me. Maybe the chair is very comfortable. Presumably it fits under a lot of different desks, even if you don't want to use the standing adjustable desk that they have. You know, hell, I'm sure all that's great. Here's here's something, though, that I'm going to say, um, because I'm not, I'm not a fitness expert or an exercise expert, but I have done it a little bit now, and and I've actually made a purchase very similar to this before. I have actually purchased an under-the-desk... Um, like a like, like little pedaling thing. You know, you put your feet on it, yeah. you just pedal under the desk. Okay. The logic there being, well, I'm sitting here anyways. I might as well pedal under my desk. Okay. What, what you don't realize, though, if you don't exercise, is that exercising uh, actually does take some concentration to do uh, because it is hard and you are expending energy. And sometimes you will sweat and breathe hard, which... If your work is to type on a computer, it's actually pretty strange to be breathing really hard and sweating while you are typing on the computer. Um, Unless you're like in an argument <laughs> with me. Unless I'm trolling right. you. And then, if, you're, then it's... if you've walked into one of Mike's classic troll traps, uh, you will find yourself really <laughs> freaking sweating, out. Crying. Um, <laughs> but also your legs moving gyrates your body, Right. You know, you move your leg, the rest of your body kind of moves as well. And yeah. if you're not doing that, then you're not exercising. You're just tapping your feet. Um, like, have you seen the video of the cat where it's like, my little chonker is losing weight. And it's just the cat, like, walking underwater or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's yeah. Cute, huh? I mean, that's really adorable. And I guess for a cat, it's working. But if you really are trying to work up a sweat and you're just like tippy tapping your feet underneath your desk to the point that it does not disturb the piece of paper you're writing on, on top of the desk, then you're not really getting your heart rate up. It's you're kind of defeating the purpose of what you're trying to do. But the, the appeal of it is so strong that you could, you could possibly exercise and work at the exact same time. I mean, this is like a long time ago, we had something that was like, you could pull down this little tray from your computer monitor 
and then eat while huh. you were looking at your computer monitor and work. Yeah, yeah. And then if you got like Thousand Island dressing on the on the tray, you would put it back up and smoosh it against your Dell like twenty inch LCD. <laughs> when here's here's what you gotta understand: if you want to eat and work, take yourself a five minute break and go eat yeah. a quick meal and then move on. It's really fine to do that because the quality of your meal will improve and the quality of your work will also improve. And the same is true of exercise. You're like, oh, I just can't get this exercise in. Well, you're not going to be walking on the treadmill for eight hours, right? So take your break, go do 15 minutes of, of cardio, and then come back. What the fuck? Why does everything have to be at the exact same time? That's just... Are you talking directly to me? Or is that... <laughs> Yeah, I know you're always trying to figure out how to get more work in the day, so... How do I get more of my steps in, or what have you? 48 grand, though. It's very tempting, the idea that you could possibly pull this off. $48,000 of $150,000, 52 backers, 23 days to go. Um, the whole thing itself is going to cost you... Uh, if you want the full kit and caboodle early bird, it's $1,500. It's $1,500. Uh, that's the treadmill, chair, elliptical, height-adjustable desk, and app. Uh, plus, of course, there's going to be some kind of shipping charges associated with this, which I assume will be just massive. Um, this is uh, you, some. Apparently, this has already been bought up uh, for the business 7X Group Buy. Uh, if you want seven of these, it cost you 9,800 bucks, and there were three of those uh, backers who took them up on that. Uh, offer you know a lot of stuff on here sitting is the new smoking a lot of really corny stupid shit about how uh, your insurance will give you money back if you are healthy which i can attest is not accurate um the average human sits for one third of their life christ (sighs) by saving your but that's 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 a funny belief to have by saving your insurance money uh, they're going to pass the savings along to you. Oh, that's <laughs> oh good. That's really good. So when I don't go to the doctor, I get money back, right? Well, okay. So this guy's got a lot of weird shit on here. He's got a whole website called Global Goods Inc. where you can see some uh, people in the poorer parts of the world producing products for this guy's company, which I think is very inspiring to a certain type of that's psycho. Very in- inspiring, yeah. <laughs> so that's the fit work, Mike. What's the last one? <laughs> Oh, let's see here, JF. I have the anti-COVID-19 rug, coronavirus vaccine rug collection. Um, now this is a, it's a collection of rugs, JF. Yeah, and they really tie the whole world together, Mike. That's cute. Hospitals with doctors and nurses are sacrificing their lives fighting on the front lines. Um Grocery stores, pharmacies, and other essential businesses diligently put an effort to continue to allow us uh, to continue, sorry, our living our lives. Um, and the way that this company is helping is uh, they're making little rugs with like uh, infographic stuff on them. That's awesome. Like one of them for inside of your house is wash your hands, cough into your elbow. And the one for like, you can get one for outside. It says, leave package here. And it has like a circle where the, they leave the package. Which, as we know, UPS guys and the like are. These fucking idiots never know to leave the package there. 
God. <laughs> Yo, you're going to get your shit tossed on the porch. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's, nobody's gonna. That's the that's actually the only way you're getting your package. Uh, it's going on the porch, and I think actually maybe doodling up something that looks like something that uh, that would Wiley... condescending. Well, I was gonna say it looks like something Wiley Coyote would confront if he were a package <laughs> yeah. delivery guy, and he's like so, bending over and scratching his chin. It goes like <laughs> while he thinks about it, and it says it's got this little dynamite here. <laughs> Very stupid, uh, and maybe even a little threatening, um, but. Mike, 50% of each of our rugs sold through Rugtomize's vaccine collection will go to the cdcfoundation.org. So, okay. you're against charity? <laughs> I am very against charity. Yeah. Everybody who knows me knows that, too. Yeah, but what about some of this shit here? Have you seen... Um, what were these... Are these posters part of the Rugtomize collection? Because they're really cool. There's the one that says quarantine and chill. and it's, I don't... I don't understand that part of it. And then there's quarantini time. Oh, I'm having a quarantini. It's a, mar- it's a martini, but it reminds me of, you know, arguably one of the worst pledge, times. Pledge $39 or more, you get a uh, colorful, friendly reminder on your wall promoting good hygiene with all the essential steps to, to staying safe. So this is like a 51-inch by 60-inch tapestry. I guess 51 by 60 inch. You could use this as a, uh, a diaper. That's actually... If you needed to. That's pretty large, so that does make it seem like I have a big booty. Um, because of your big booty. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to take that as a compliment. Big booties are in right now. Uh, <laughs> Quarantine and chill. Quarantini time. Those are fun. Little fun reminders. Yeah. I think that's cool because, you know, after this is over here in two years and uh, tens of thousands, if not more, people have died and you like go to your bathroom to wash your hands and you look down and you go, oh yeah, I remember that. That was funny because you still have the rug. Tens, tens of thousands of people have died already. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, even though it goes up, it's still tens of thousands. That's still accurate. Five, I stand by that number. 585. Okay, those are just cases. Okay, we're good. We're good. Still technically accurate. 23,000 deaths. So you, you were accurate yeah. on that. I know my shit. I read it on a rug. <laughs> I saw it in a Reddit thread. Yeah. All right. Well, that sucks. Okay, Mike. I guess that's that for that. Let's do the other thing. I didn't even say how much it got. All right. Mike, take it away. I only got $1, Jeff. You're going to want to contact my kids. All right, guys, that's where you come in. Uh, Evan writes in, okay, the show is good. I love the show. I don't use it mostly to fall asleep. Whatever you want to hear. Here's my question. Why is your email a Gmail? It makes you seem poor. We know you have a domain name. Spend 10 minutes and like $10 and set up email forwarding. Have some self-respect. What do you think about that? Uh, No. I don't feel like it. Very good. It's hard. It's hard to do, I think. 
Um, I haven't looked into it. That sounds like something we're doing wrong. How about something we're doing right? Mike Trey writes in, hey, Mike and JF, what is your setup these days? Even the remote stuff has sounded great lately. I'm interested in what you are using to record with. Both of your voices are silky smooth with enough boost in the low frequencies to really get across just how much these Kickstarters suck. Uh, proud of you. I live in Nashville, and I promise to you is I will never, ever ask to meet you in person for any reason. Regards. Thanks, Trey. That's very considerate. Uh, and a nice compliment to hear as well. So I will say first thing is you got to give it up for producer Dan. Come on, Producer guys. Dan is in the house. He's in the his house. So that's one reason it sounds good. Uh, but also, we're not we, we're not recording over Zoom is what we're not doing that I think uh, is is very common because it's easier to do. We are doing the more complicated thing of recording separately and then hoping that Dan puts it together in a way that uh, the voices go at opposite times like they do here, just like he was sitting right next to me, you know. Um, so that's that's what we're doing. That's that's absolutely correct. And I think we're proud of ourselves as well. Yeah, we just got the USB mics. Not me. I have an XLR mic. Okay. You should have an XLR mic as well, actually. You don't, you're not using XLR? What would I plug an XLR into? How about a fucking computer? audio interface, you Claude? Uh, I don't have one of those, so okay. no, I don't I don't pl- have it plugged in right now. So Okay. You don't have one or you don't have it plugged in? <laughs> Both. Okay. I mean, really? You need to get one. Our shit sounds really fucking bad. You need to go on. <laughs> I'm buying one now. Good. <laughs> That's how it works on me. It just works on me. <laughs> should I buy? What else should I buy? <laughs> I need to. I need to feel good and accept it. What should I? Tell me what to buy. I'll buy anything. I'll send you my wish list in a second. All right. Uh, then you, you you put this one in here where someone called us an asshole. You want me to read that one? Yeah. <sighs> Alexander writes, subject assholes. Done with the newest Patreon, need a new episode. Let's fucking go. Thanks. So when did he write this one? Fucking Thursday afternoon? I think it's as, uh, at right after the what, that one came out. But guess what? We have one coming out, I think, right? I don't know what day it is anymore. So that's actually, this, this is actually good. This is, this is relevant to what we were talking yeah, about no earlier. Shit. It's almost as if someone put it in the fucking thing to be read as a, as a precursor, as a lead in for the uh, thing that you're about to say. It's almost like somebody is a goddamn genius writing this shit. Well, what I was going to say is, is when I told you we had to record today, you <laughs> said, no, we don't. <laughs> so that's actually. All right. But we have a bonus coming with Stefan and John. And what day does it come out? <laughs> I don't know! Okay, well. It comes out Thursdays, Mike. Alright, well, I can't record that day, so. Okay. Ugh. Hey, Mike and JF, I was listening to your most recent episode where you're talking about the uh, anti-hiccuping device. And I actually do suffer from, like, really severe, persistent hiccups. And it reminded me of this time back in college where I was hanging out with some buddies and uh, I couldn't th- stop hiccuping. It was really painful. My friend was like, hey, I can uh, help you get rid of those. And so I said, okay. And he uh, put me in a rear naked chokehold until I passed out. And when I eventually regained consciousness, uh, my hiccups were totally gone. So uh, for for any other listeners who have this problem, uh, 
The good news is you don't have to buy some dumb gizmo. Um, you can just have your your buddy choke you until you uh, until you can't breathe anymore. Um, anyway, that's it. Bye.